Hi, and God's blessings to you. I am Pastor Sean Blackwelder, and you're listening to the Genesis United Methodist Church podcast. Genesis is a welcoming community of people just like you, who are developing, nurturing, and living out our faith together. Our mission is to become and make disciples of Jesus Christ to transform the world. We endeavor to love God and to demonstrate that love to our neighbors by serving others. We invite you to join us for worship each Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. at 850 High House Road in Cary, North Carolina. And we hope today's podcast is a blessing to you. Today our scripture comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter 4. Starting in verse 10, he writes, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I had. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I could do all things through him who strengthens me. In any case, it was kind of you to share my distress. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's a classic book from the 1700s, uh, a book called A Devout and Holy Life. William Law made the following statement. Would you know who is the greatest saint in the world? It is not he who prays most or fasts most. It is not he who gives the most alms or is most eminent for temperance, chastity, or justice. But it is he who is always thankful to God, who wills everything that God wills, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and has a heart always ready to praise God for it. Law makes a great point. When you see God at work, when you see God's blessings and respond to what God is doing with thankfulness instead of, like many of us often do, with resistance, you will start to naturally develop many of those other virtues of the Christian life. However, one of the very hardest things to do is to see the good at work in our lives even when everything is not going as we wish it it would. Even when when things are not as uh, they should be, even when we're not really feeling thankful. So if we really want to achieve that virtue of gratitude, what we have to do is to learn Learn how to give thanks in all things. The thing is, behavioral psychologists have found that it's very difficult to to just take some bad habit out of your life without replacing it with, with something good. You see, you're not magically going to stop whining and complaining about things if all you're doing is sitting around thinking about not complaining, right? No, instead, it takes practice 
the practice uh, of gratitude and thanksgiving in order to, to really focus on what it is good. Paul says in today's scripture that he learned to be content in all things. He didn't say, well, I've always been content in all things. No, he learned it. He learned it through, through practice. It didn't come naturally. And how do you learn? Well, just like I've been saying, just like my old basketball coach used to say to me all the time, practice, practice, practice. So here are some things you can practice, some ways that you too can learn to give thanks in all things. First of all, Make it a habit. Make it a habit of expressing gratitude. When you see something good in your life, point it out. Don't just take a picture of it and post it on your Instagram. Right? Take a moment to thank God for, for the beauty that, that you've seen and experienced, for, for the meal that you've enjoyed, for the smile of the person who's face graces your photograph. Thank God for, for the way that the breeze makes that comforting whoosh through the leaves on trees that are, are just bursting with fall colors or by this time fading a little bit, but still beautiful. And don't just thank God. Let other people know about it as well, how grateful you are because that gratitude is contagious. And as you practice this kind of gratitude, it will rewire your brain as well so that you can become as adept at recognizing the good in the world as you are at pointing out the bad. So make a habit of expressing gratitude. And then express gratitude regardless of the situation. In his first letter to the Thessalonians, Paul says to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. And why should we do that? Because we, we can never see the whole picture, right? We can't, can't see all of it. We can't look at every situation from our limited point of view and expect to understand everything about it, much Let's understand why it is happening. All we can know is that God is at work. And we can, as Paul says, endure all things through the power of the one who gives us strength. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is from a place you don't hear very much. It's the book of the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk. <laughs> and in chapter 3, he's lamenting all of the horrible things that are happening to his people. But at the very same time he acknowledges that these horrible things are happening, he, give, he gives thanks to God. And you find it in chapter 3, starting in verse 17. He says, Though the fig tree does not blossom, and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. 
We tend to judge almost everything from our own limited perspective. You know, unless we have everything we believe we should have just as it, it should be, unless we, we have a, a perfect circumstance, we have this idea that we should not be content, that, that we shouldn't be thankful. And that is not the perspective that is expressed by Habakkuk here. It's not the express uh, the the it's not the um, the way that that Paul believes either. And it shouldn't be our perspective. When we express gratitude, even when we don't have everything we want, even when we don't have everything we need, we prioritize what God is doing over what we want done. We can learn from both the prophet and the apostle to rejoice even in troubling times, expressing gratitude in all things. And it may seem obvious, but we should also take time to praise God when all is well. That's something many of us forget, isn't it? You know, too often God only hears from us when we're having a hard time, when, when we are, are struggling, right? When we find ourselves in trouble. But when life is sailing along smoothly, it's, you know, as my friends from New Orleans would say, laissez la bon temps rouler, right? Let the good times roll. We'll, we'll take time to talk to God about it later. You know, and, and we fail to see the, the sunny days and the blue skies smiling on us as God's good gift. And we fail to see how God protects us and guides us and provides for us constantly. But you know, taking time to give thanks in the midst of those joyful celebrations will not diminish your celebration. It will enrich it. And it will keep you in that practice of giving thanks in all things. So we want to make a, a habit of gratitude. We want to express the gratitude regardless of the situation. And one other thing we can do, and this takes a lot more practice, is to learn how to see how bad experiences can eventually produce good outcomes. And that is harder. It's harder because it not only requires faith, it requires imagination as well. Now, Imagining a better future it, it is not playing make-believe. It is a process of developing a vision, hopefully a God-given vision. And not only a vision of a better life for you, but vision of a better world that is imbued with the grace of God. One of my favorite quotes is from a, a man named Edward Bach. He is the man who is responsible for building Bach Tower uh, Gardens near where I grew up. Uh, he was a Dutch immigrant who, who really struggled with some incredibly difficult times in his life. But he managed to create a, a prosperous life in the United States, and he wanted to, to share that. He wanted to give thanks for the goodness that had been made known in his life, and he remembered something that his mother 
shared with him and his siblings when they were growing up. And this quote was the, the, it was the motto for my senior class. And she said, wherever you go, wherever your lives may be cast, make this world a bit better or more beautiful because you have lived in it. And so he did. So he built this Carillon Tower uh, and these beautiful gardens designed by uh, Frederick Law Olmsted. And it is, uh, it is now called Historic Box Sanctuary. And it truly is a place to go and give thanks, express gratitude to God for so much beauty. We should all take time to reflect Reflect on, on the benefits we have experienced because of even those difficult times in our lives. Because over time we should gain perspective, perspective that allows us to see the, the good that came out of those bad circumstances. Oftentimes you'll be able to see just how those bad circumstances enabled you to gather the, the, the strength and skills and determination that you need in, in life, that you need to fully experience the blessings God has for you. But that takes faith in someone who is greater and wiser and more powerful to be able to see past our trials and to be thankful even during those times of struggle. And then having that gift of faith, lean into it. Lean into that strength that gratitude provides. You know, one of the, the, the greatest privileges I have as a pastor, but one of the most difficult parts is that I walk with people during some of the most challenging times of their lives. I mean, these are times that are heart-wrenching. I've walked with people through times of illness or grief. I, I, I've walked with them through times of poverty, sometimes outright humiliation in their lives. And yet one thing that I've learned in these almost 25 years as a, a pastor is how those people who are the most grateful and who have trained themselves to see God's hand at work are also the ones, amazingly, who show the most perseverance. You see, gratitude is a superpower. Gratitude is a superpower. It enables us to see past our present circumstances and our past experiences and to embrace the future that God is leading us toward. Not only are, are thankful people able to draw strength from our gratitude, but we're also able to empower others to empower others to see God's hand at work because gratitude is infectious. So let these days as we lead up to our celebration of Thanksgiving this week be a time of practice, practice for you of giving thanks in all things. And I want to challenge you to do something this week. Starting today, I want you to take some time each day on, it could be just a uh, a post-it note or a notebook or just a, a slip of paper that, that you tear off. But take 
time each day to write down one thing that you're grateful for. One thing that you're grateful for. Hey, maybe you want to make a, a tree like Sayun did for the kids and decorate it with leaves. Right? At least one thing that you're grateful for. And if you have social media, post it on your, your social media account so others can see that gratitude at, at work. You know, instead of the, the, the complaining and negativity that we too often see, you begin to, to change people's feeds one post at, at a time. And as you give thanks, as you express your gratitude, you'll be making the world around you a better place. And you'll be making yourself more content in the process as you learn to give thanks in all things. Let us pray. And praise you, O oh God, for all the wonderful things in our lives. We also praise you and thank you for your presence in the midst of our times of suffering and pain. We thank you that your light shines in the darkness and that the darkness will never overcome it. Help us to keep our focus on that, O oh God. Help us to give thanks in all things. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.